RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Hopefully, everybody had a wonderful week. I had a wonderful week last week. Uh, ended up going to a nice walk. Lisa McHale, um, the wife of Tom McHale, who was a, a brother of mine back in the day who played for the Buccaneers. She had a walk for Tom, and Tom Tom died in, I believe, 08 um, from a drug overdose. And when they cut his brain open, and she, she donated his brain to science, and they said that he had a, the brain of a seven-year-old Alzheimer patient, and then they looked into Tom's, you know, records, and they found out the study that uh, Tom had zero concussions. So, the whole CTE thing, you know, the word concussion is just a word that's not used in the NFL. I hope everybody knows that. And when I played, the word concussion was never used. Okay, go ahead and listen to some of these broadcasts that go on. And see if these broadcasters ever use the word concussion. Just listen. They won't use it. You know why? Because the NFL tells them not to use it. All right? So to see a lot of my old brothers, uh, Tony Mayberry and Rob Taylor and some of the guys I played with and Mark Royals, it was nice to see some of them old cats. Um, You know, some of them are beat up. Some of them still look good. But I'm just telling you guys, with this CTE thing, it's still amongst us. And, you know, we... You know, everybody had a shirt that stopped CTE. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to stop CTE. But I hope you know that we're in the midst of this thing right now. You know, we had some conversations going on between some of the older players. And, you know, people are talking about concussions and how concussions are, are, are dealt with today. You know, you can say that these, you know, people today are really dealing with concussions and they're, they're dealing with things differently. But are they? If you think about it, the whole DeMar Hamlin thing from last year um, with the whole, you know, heart attack thing, I've said this, that was not a football injury. That was just a heart attack. Hundreds of thousands of people have heart attacks every darn year. And that's the first time it happened on a football field. That's not a football injury. Now, Tua, if you think that the NFL still deals with concussions differently than they used to, just go back to last year. Tua wobbled. I'm not a doctor, but that's a concussion. They left him on the field. Then he got put to sleep. Frozen on the field. Frozen. Then they put him back on the field. Then he got concussed again and didn't even remember the fourth quarter of a game. Then they put him back on the field. So you're going to tell me that the NFL gives a rat's ass? No way. I don't want to hear about it. And when I saw the interview with DeMar Hamlin and Michael Strahan, and Michael Strahan asked a question, I believe it was, what did the doctors say happened? And Hamlin looked at him, and he went to say something, and it might have took 30 seconds before he said anything. You know what that says to me? The NFL is telling him, watch out, because DeMar Hamlin's in a weird situation. Because he probably would like to play football again. But if you say something negative about that football team, you're going to get yourself out. I'm just telling you. And then what else is tough is the Bills are in a tough situation as well. Do they put him back on the football field? If they don't put him back on the football field, 
You got to pay him. If they do put him back in a football field, he's in a tough situation. So football is a rough sport. And to see some of these older players that have some of their kids and some of these players don't want their kids to play now, and I understand. So we've come a long way, but I st we still don't know anything about CTE. And I hope everybody knows that out there. And it was just good to play, uh, pay tribute to my, to my fallen brother, Tom McHale, uh, who went through a lot of things that I did, and I was blessed that I didn't go have the same results as him. So may he uh, rest in peace, no doubt. Now, the Buccaneers took care of their business, and uh, they got their offensive coordinator, um, David Canales from uh, the Seahawks. He was a quarterback coach there for, I believe, 10, 10 years. And this did a wonderful job with Geno Smith last year. Um, was he the first pick? Hell no, he wasn't the first pick. We saw there was... I think the Buccaneers rolled through about 10 different people. Todd Munkin was probably the biggest name to roll through there. Who Munkin ended up going to the Ravens. Listen, the Ravens the better job. There's more job stability there. They know who their quarterback is. They got a better line. They got a better defense. There's stability. There's no stability here in, in Tampa Bay land. There's none. Listen, we, we there was instability Tom got here for three years. We were stable again. Now we're unstable again. I hope you see that. And we'd like to wish and hope that this won't be a hideous season. I think you guys and gals know better than that. That's just, that's, this is not the way things work. You know, if you talk about this football team last year, went eight and 10, but weren't even as good as an eight and 10 team. You know, faltered to the end of the season. Defense not playing as well. Offense not playing as well. We kind of convinced ourselves that we were going to make some noise in the playoffs and got mollywopped by the Dallas Cowboys. That was not close. And the Dallas Cowboys were not a great football team. Sorry. So, as Buccaneer fans, we have to be looking at this year. I don't even want to call it a rebuilding year. It's... It's almost like we got to throw a bomb on this darn thing. Eight and ten last year. On a downward slope. I'm going to say this. Can't nobody out there listening or watching me today tell me that our offense is going to be better next year. It's not going to be. And can nobody out there tell me that our defense is going to be better next year. It's not going to be. Why? Not because I say it. Because personnel-wise, we're not going to be better. We're $58 million over the salary cap, which I believe is at least $20 million more than the next team. You think that's an equation for success? Go back and go back in the history of the NFL and look for teams that were that much over the cap and see what happened in the offseason and then see what happened in the, the, the ensuing the year after that. You can't possibly think this is going to be a good football uh, year. No way. No way way you think the Buccaneers uh, succeed this year. No way. 8 and 10. Lesser offense. Lesser offensive line. Lesser quarterback. Lesser running back. We didn't even have a tight end last year. We're going we're gonna to lose some names, people. We're going to lose possibly to Devin Weiss. We're possibly going to lose Jamel Dean. I mean, they got to make some decisions. And the decisions are going to be tough. They, they really, really are. 
you know, this Canales guy, I don't know what he's going to do, but you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's real talk. Well, what is, I mean, I don't even know what we were trying to get a, a, accomplished last year. And, you know, some people are saying, well, we should have fired Byron Leftwich in the middle of the season and all that kind of crap. Eh, I don't know about that, people. Just firing people doesn't make you better. And I don't think Byron Leftwich was our, was our, our issue last year. I really don't. I really don't. We had a lot of issues last year. One being instability. We changed our head coach last year in the offseason. That was kind of wonky in the offseason. I don't even know really still to this day what the hell happened. They're just, it just didn't look right last year. And we're coming off a year, it doesn't look right. And we're going to think that all of a sudden it's going to be pretty and proper this year. Not me. Jeff Darlington, I guess, had an interview with uh, Jason Light. And uh, listen, Jason Light has a job to do. I understand that. But Jason Light came out and said that uh, Kyle Trask is going to be the best QB in the NFC South. Or already is the best QB in the NFC South. Once again, Jason Light, you have a job to do. That's fine. But that's eh, a lot of smoke to be blowing up people's asses, isn't it? Isn't it? You So when Peyton Manning got drafted and hadn't played yet, the Colts had no right to say he was better than anybody, okay? Kyle Trask is not better, listen to what I'm about to say, anybody. He's, not, he's barely better than me because he hasn't done anything. That's not the way the NFL works, people. The NFL doesn't work that way. The NFL doesn't work to where, oh, let me go back and see how this guy did in college, and that's going to equate to his success in the NFL. Doesn't work that way, people. Sorry. No way. No freaking way. So you're going to tell me the guy who's been third string for the last couple of years behind Blaine Gabbert is the best quarterback in a conference? Come on, man. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's... Let's let's not do that. All right. This offseason, I would not be shocked if Carson, you know, if if you know our quarterback is Kyle Trask. I would not be shocked. But that's where the Buccaneers are. You're you're in a situation, Jason Light, Todd Bowles. Listen, Todd Bowles is only in the second year of a five year contract. You think the Glaciers want to eat all that? They don't. They may end up doing it. But, I mean, I, I'm definitely not an optimistic person. I don't think I'm a pessimistic person. I think I'm a realistic person. Realistically, this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team might be the worst team in the NFL next year. Realistically. Because 58 point something million dollars to alleviate that and take that off. That's a lot, people. That's a lot. And for your, you know... GM be saying that your quarterback could be the best in the NFC South. Now, if you look at the NFC South quarterbacks, and I'm not going to go through them. I'm not doing that. You know why? It doesn't matter because Kyle Trask hasn't thrown any damn passes in the NFL yet. So how can you be better than anybody if you haven't done it? He's not. He's not. We're still hearing questions. We're still hearing rumors of Carson Wentz coming here. If you just hear a rumor of Carson Wentz coming here, how can Kyle Trask be good if Carson Wentz 
people are talking about him coming here. There's rumors that Justin Fields coming here. Now, Geno Smith is a name that's a possibility. But you don't think Geno Smith's going to want some money? Geno Smith played well enough last year that you got to pay him some money. And he played well enough last year to where you have to, he may get a chance to pick a couple teams. That's a possibility. Why the hell would he pick the Buccaneers? As appealing as this Buccaneer team was three, four years ago. Remember when Tom Brady was out shopping? I literally said on air before Tom Brady even thought of the Buccaneers. This is a perfect place for Tom Brady to come. It's perfect. Defense is underrated. Offense really doesn't know what they are, but they have talent out there. Does anybody feel like that's where we are right now with the Buccaneers? Is that we? Is that what you you feel? Because if you do, good for you. Because I I don't see it. I I really do not see it. And the Buccaneers have so many decisions that they have to make. Okay, one the biggest one being the quarterback, obviously, and. Whoever the quarterback is going to be, it's going to be a different feel. You might as well put Kyle Trask in there. Because you know why? Because the Buccaneers, if they don't run the football next year, they're not winning any football games. None. Zero. In the, week, in, in the past here, last few years, the Buccaneers haven't emphasized running the football. That's because they had maybe the, the best quarterback to ever play the game at the helm. You ain't gonna have that next year. And if you don't run the football and they don't, the Bucks don't have that running the football mentality. And it's a mentality. They don't have it. Where do they go from here? What do they do with a player like Devin White? Like Devin White um, is $11.7 million cap hit next year. It's a pretty freaking big number for a middle linebacker. The middle linebacker position isn't as important as other linebacker positions and other positions on the football field. It's just not normally a position you pay a guy a lot of money. It's just not. If you're paying a guy $11 million, you're $50-something million over the cap, good luck with that, okay? The best thing you can do for cap reasons is to extend it. But then you're putting your future on Devin White. And I'm going to say this. Last year, Devin White's a talented young man, okay? He's a talented football player. I'd be scared to put Devin White on a faltering team because last last year he mentally checked out a couple times, and that's in the middle of a playoff run. What's going to happen if this team is two and ten, and you got to depend on him as a leader? I just I just don't like the, the situation that we're in right now. I was a huge Quan Alexander fan. He left, and they just threw Devin White in there, and we didn't miss a beat. The middle linebacker is not the key position in, in, in this defense, or really in the NFL, period. Look at Devin White's statistics. I have it right in front of me. Pass, passer rating allowed, 121.8. What? <laughs> Passer rating allowed against you is 121.8. That ranks 51st of 52 linebackers. 121.8? You don't think they're coming after you? That means 121.8 means 
almost every freaking time they go after you, you do they complete the ball. Every freaking time. He's not worth that much money. He's not. Devin White's a roller coaster. Defensive player of the week, defensive player of the month. Then the next week, we're like, what the hell's going on with Devin White? Great game. What the hell's going on with Devin White? That's not that's that's not championship football right there. Not. So they got to figure out what they're going to do with Devin White down the way, and I, I don't know where they go with that. Now, there's a player that I've been uber critical over, and I always have a guy. I always have a guy on the Buccaneers, and choosing a defensive guy that I say, that's not the guy. Throughout the years, here's been my guys that have not been the guy. Gaines Adams. Gaines Adams was not a good football player. He wasn't. First round pick. While he was here, I go, he ain't the guy. Just telling you. I know what it looks like. That ain't it. That wasn't it. Barrett Rude. But he has 200 tackles. Okay. But you're also last in the defense against the run. If you have 15 tackles, great. But if the other team had 250 yards rushing, what the hell did you do? Barrett Rude couldn't play. And he left here and didn't do a darn thing. Gaines Adams left here, didn't do a darn thing. I told everybody that Gerald McCoy was overrated. He was. The second Gerald McCoy left, our defense got better, and he did squadooch. All right? I don't care what anybody says. I know what it looks like. JTS, Joe Tryon Schreyenka. You're the next on the list. You're the next on the list. You can't play football. You can't play. And if you were sitting right across from me, I'd say, Joe, you can't play. And if you say, well, yes, I can, I'd say, well, let's put the film on and see if you can play. I guess they brought in this defensive coach, George Edwards, that's supposed to take care. Listen, coaches don't make football players. Football players are born. SOBs are born. He's not an SOB. Go back and, you know, Micah Parsons, SOB. Thibodeau, SOB. Hutchinson, SOB. JTS, nice guy. Good looking athlete. Amazing potential. But can he play? He can't play a lick. He can't play. It's sad. By the way, after two seasons, JTS is a lesser player than Gaines Adams. Lesser than Gaines Adams. And we know Gaines Adams wasn't good, right? Lesser than Gaines Adams. That's hard. That, that's tough sledding for me. Shaq Barrett last year had an Achilles. You don't come right back from an Achilles. You think Shaq Barrett's going to just plop his butt on the field in September from an Achilles and just say, I'm, I'm ready to go? I'm re no, it doesn't work that way. Who was our best pass rusher last year? The answer is Vita Vea. A 360-pound nose guard was our best rusher last year. I'm not trying to be mean. This is real crap. It's real crap. Now, Todd Bowles is in the second year of a five-year contract. Is he on the hot seat? Hell to the yeah. Does he care? He's going to make his money. He's going to get paid. You know, he's going to be fine. But that seat is hot. I promise you that seat is hot. And he's looking around, and he needs to figure out a way to get this better immediately because Jason Light, 
I mean, these guys, timing-wise, like Tom Brady saved y'all's ass. Jason White got an extension. Todd Bowles got an extension. Bruce Arians stepped away right in time. Think about if Bruce Arians would have stayed in last year and it had that tough year. Think of how it would look different. It would look different. We'd be talking about Jason Light getting out of here. We'd be, you know, we'd be, it'd be, it would look different. And listen, this is a, this, the NFL is an incestuous place. Everybody wants to take care of each other. That's a cushy, cushy job, man. But as Buccaneer fans, we have to be uber concerned about what this is going to turn into because the we football it, it goes up and down we know that as buccaneer fans unfortunately if you take out the tony dungy era which was this big and if you take out the tom brady era which was this big the rest of it stinks and i i got a funny feeling we're going back to the stinks part so so brace yourself brace yourself people now, there's a lot of other things happening in this world. Um, the NFL, the offseason, uh, everybody always tries to, to have another league. There's been the World League and XFL and USFL and all kind of stuff. And uh, watch, I, just, I try to take a peek at that XFL with the Rock. And it's just, it's just other football. You know what I mean? It's how many people are going to try to get other football going? It's, it's just other football. I think the XFL has it. They're doing it the right way, having the Rock involved in it and kind of being the farm team in the NFL, and that's the only way you're going to succeed. But how are you going to succeed when there's 50 people in the stands and 80 people are watching on television? It's just like the other leagues where, you know, the first couple games is going to have okay ratings and everybody's just like, it's just other football. We don't know any of the names. Why do I want to watch? I don't even know the names of the cities. Tampa doesn't even have a team. Why do I want to watch that crap? Why do I want to watch A.J. McCarron? I think A.J. McCarron said it's better to, to, to be a starter on an XFL team than a backup on the NFL team. No, it's not, A.J. No, it's not. <laughs> how, do you, how do you figure that? First of all, you're making probably eight times more money in the NFL, so I don't know how that's... So you can get your head split open in the XFL is better than sitting on a bench making $800,000 in the NFL. AJ, I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's the case. So The Rock, I'm a big fan of The Rock. Uh, I don't know where it's going from here, and I just don't know uh, where that's going to go. I, just, I, don't see, I don't see it lasting. Now, if you listen to the Ron and Ian show and, Jay, uh, and, uh, and uh, Beckles and Retcher, um, you know, I got, I got it in for a couple players. Uh, there's one guy I have it in for, and it's in a weird way. Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Aaron Rodgers, to me, I just enjoy talking about him because I know he, he loves to be in the press and he loves to put his, his greasy hair in the press and be seen. Uh, the funny part is I, I like some of the things that Aaron Rodgers was actually doing, like the ayahuasca stuff and the darkness retreat. And people are looking at Aaron Rodgers like he's this crazy lunatic. I think that's the sanest thing he's doing is darkness retreats and ayahuasca and stuff like that. But Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, he's not the right person to be that spokesperson. When you talk about ayahuasca and, and things like that, it's all about ego and dropping your ego. I mean, who got a bigger ego than that clown? Seriously. And you know, every publication 
and I'm looking, I'm, I'm an Instagram guy. You can follow me, Ian underscore Beckles. I mean, I'm going through, and like all the major publications, Pro Football Focus, Pro Football Weekly, all of them, Aaron Rodgers gets out of his darkness retreat. Like, why is that a story? Why is it a story in the offseason is some guy's going to do a bunch of mushrooms and sit in a room and look at himself in the dark? Like, why is that a story even? It's I, it's because it's Aaron Rodgers, I guess. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't know where he's going to be playing next year. I don't know why anybody would want that anymore. I don't know. Unless you just need tickets sold, I don't know why anybody would bring Aaron Rodgers in. His teammates don't like him. His organization doesn't like him. A lot of people don't like him, and I don't think he's a leader. And you're still on a team and talking about going elsewhere. I just don't see the leadership qualities in Aaron Rodgers. He don't give a rat's ass about nobody but him and his salary. And I don't see how that has to do with ayahuasca and all those ego things. I don't know. Who's going to go out there and put all that money in Aaron Rodgers who, for one year? He ain't coming back. No way. You know, there's some of these names. I heard people, what if what if we bring Aaron Rodgers here? I'm saying, you're not watching. You, you want to bring Aaron Rodgers to a team that's going to be void of talent? Why? You think Aaron Rodgers wants to come somewhere where Tom Brady just was? He, that ain't going to happen, okay? I think Aaron Rodgers ends up being right back, plopping his butt right back on the Green Bay Packers, looking like an a-hole for one more year. He's not going to make the playoffs. He's going to flick his hair all over the darn place and look like an a-hole like he did last year. That's it. I'm clearly not an Aaron Rodgers fan. So keep your eye open for Aaron Rodgers. I hope, I'm hoping this is Aaron Rodgers last year so we can stop talking about this ass clown. This is real. Now, I'm going to defend somebody too. This podcast in the trenches, but I don't get a chance to speak on you know the air like I used to. I'm going to defend my guy, Jake Paul. I actually uh, interviewed Jake Paul one time. I thought he was a very respectful young man. I think it's funny that people sitting on their couch sitting there eating bonbons and eating cheese puffs are talking about a guy in a ring with a professional boxer and calling him names. Shame on you. That's a professional athlete and in a professional sport against another professional. What are you doing to be challenging him and what he's doing? Just think about that for a second. Jake Paul is this and Jake Paul is that. Well, I'm going to applaud Jake Paul for taking his ass in the realm of somebody else's sport in front of everybody. I, I got love for Jake Paul. I do. I, I mean, I, I think it's easy to, to judge him, but all he did was lose to a professional boxer in front of everybody. That's all he did. So one love goes out to Jake Paul, and uh, he's laughing all the way to the bank. And Tommy Fury, uh, you won. Congratulations. And Jake Paul just goes, we got to run it back. And now he's going to make another $25 million, and he's going to laugh all the way to the bank. And that's what he's been doing the whole time. Please listen to all the other podcasts I have. Um, we have a uh, 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 
Mental Intimacy is another one I have with Dr. Gina. I want you to check that one out. And uh, just check me out. I'm out there. I'm not on radio anymore. I'm a, I'm a podcast guy. That's what I do. And go get yourself some Mitra 9. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, have a wonderful week. Let's hope the Buccaneers get some things going. This won't be an every week thing, but I'm still going to keep you guys posted and gals on what's happening here in Buccaneer land. So everybody have a wonderful week. Please be safe. Go Bucks. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.